You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning and back. welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft hosting on this Monday morning Feast of St. Paul. Uh, every time I say it, really what stands out, it's just uh, reminded the church calls us to conversion. Mother Church calls us to conversion. And one huge avenue to conversion is healing, gift of healing. We have with us this morning Shelly Demers and Tanya. Uh, Shelly Demers works with the Dakota Hope Clinic. Uh, and Tanya, I believe, helps with Shelly. Can we, uh, Shelly and Tanya, are you there? Yep, yeah. Yep. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. Thanks for being with us. We're, we're blessed by it. We're blessed by your presence. It's good. Uh, it was Shelly and Tanya. Can you each just share with us, if you would, a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about Dakota Hope Clinic? Okay. Um, so I'm Shelly Demers, and I was born and raised in Minot. I have worked as a nurse in the Minot area for almost 20 years. I've been working at Dakota Hope Clinic for the past three and a half years as a registered nurse, as well as the instructor for Discover Peace. Okay. That's my background. Yep. And Tanya, can you, would you be willing to share a little bit more about yourself, your background? Um, yep. I am Tanya, and I moved to Minot when I was four years old. I came to Dakota Hope two years ago to go through the Dakota the Discover Peace class, I was forced into an abortion um, 25 years ago. Well, now it'd be 26 years ago. Um, And Shelly helped me through it. And now I also mentor women that go through the class. Wow. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that, that happens quite, you know, often after... Like Tanya, after somebody goes through the class, they want to help others. So um, we make it available for um, people after they've gone through the class that we can help with the next classes that come after. So they're an, a very good support person for um, other post-abortive people. Well, and that that's incredible. Certainly a testament of the Lord working, using you, using the Dakota, Dakota Hope Clinic. Um what, what would you say, and, and this, on one hand, it might be a dumb question, um, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> what, what would be some of those reasons a person does come back? Like, on one hand, it could be obvious, but what stirs in the heart, you know? And, and Tanya, if you're open to sharing this, what stirs in the heart that makes you want to come back to, to help? Well, first off, I think so many people don't realize how bad it hurts when you have an abortion. Um, There's multiple reasons people have abortions, but a lot of people are forced into abortions. For me, I was forced into an abortion, um, not only by my parents, but also by the man that I was pregnant with. And so for me, um, the lasting effects of abortion, it caused so many problems. I had gained weight. I ruined relationships. You know, I was very insecure. I was angry. I turned to alcohol. 
And you just don't realize how long all these things take grasp on you. And until you can really turn to God and forgive yourself and realize that God has forgiven you, you will not get through it. And that is exactly what this Discover Peace class does for you. And Shelly helped me realize that. And I want women to know that no matter what has been done in the past, you are forgiven and you can discover peace. Tanya, so, Tanya, you're, you're preaching it and I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, um, I've been involved in ministry for the most part to youth and young adults for 20 plus years. And there's a phrase that we often used, you can't give what you don't have. Right. And, and in this case, uh, you, you know, if a person so desires to want to convey the, the message of peace and, and healing, but you can't give what you don't have. Right. And so, um, Tanya, you're providing a profound witness in a in a such a profound ministry that we need. Um, thank you for that, uh, Shelley. Can you offer just a little bit more too? I mean, from your perspective, when you see some of these women coming through that want to in turn help, um, what what's the experience that you see in that? I mean, through such an atrocity, I would imagine there's such a a gift of grace that you're able to witness to. Can you speak to that? It is, um, definitely. Um, the healing comes from God. Um, I could tell you that my passion for this ministry of helping people who are hurting from a past abortion has grown immensely. It started when I was asked to teach this class three years ago, and at that time it took me about four months of prayer before saying yes to teaching the class because it is such an important and serious issue. And um, I, since I haven't had an abortion, I thought, how can I help the people hurting if I don't know that hurt? But God placed this on my heart, you know, to help people through the process of healing. And when women come forward, I, it's just, it's such, and men, because we know that both women and men hurt from Right, right. I was about to and, ask you about that. Yes. Yeah. And when they come forward, it's such courage for them because oftentimes they don't want to talk about their past abortion because of guilt, shame, or they don't want to be judged by by others for the decision, so they're reluctant to talk about it. So that courage that just to make that first step and to either, you know, just talk about it, open up, it's huge for them. And to see the healing that God provides, His mercy is just amazing. And, and it's there for everyone to have. His mercy is there. All they, you know, have to be willing is to come to God and to come back to God. Well, and the truth is, it does take tremendous courage because in it, you're confronting, you know, not only, you know, I used the word er earlier, horror, but you're you're confronting an evil, but you're also confronting more often than not, you're confronting a lie, Um, you know, and so speaking of confronting lies, you know, and Tanya, you shared just briefly uh, part of your story, but if either one of you would be willing to answer, um, and Shelly, maybe you have more history of seeing this, more experiences. Can you speak to what you see with some of the young men? Um, often men, they don't come forward because, you know, they think, well, it was, you know, the woman. It, they don't look so much that society would think that they were, like, it's their baby as well, which it is. And it, they, 
you know, may or may not have been a part of that decision. But men really hold it inside. They don't want to come forward. They don't want to be seen as like a weakness that they need the healing. So they tend to um, hold it in more than women. Um, but I encourage any man who has, um, you know, has a, an, a, had a woman go through an abortion, been a part of that to step forward and um, find that healing because um, it's there for them as well. Yeah. Yes. Amen to that. I, you know, um, Shelly, as you were talking and um, I was brought back to something that Tanya said earlier, you know, it, Again, so many things come to mind. Francis of Assisi is known for it is in giving that we receive. You know, I would imagine there's this healing comes in phases, huh? The phases, the healing would come in phases. And I can see whether um, Shelly, with the people you've worked with, and Tanya, from your experience and who you're starting to work with, can either of you share a little bit more about how that happens? How there's, it might be this, this initial healing. And there's just a, maybe an outpouring of grace, but still maybe some hesitancy, but enough where the Lord just gives you the courage. But can you share more about maybe some of the healing that you see that happens over time? I'll just touch base and then Tanya, you can add to it. But, you know, people often suffer from what's called post-abortion syndrome, and it's a, type, a form of PTSD. So they may struggle with anxiety, depression, uh, alcohol and drugs, they might fall into um, maybe suicide attempts, things like that. So there's a lot to work through that people don't realize that the struggles that they've had throughout their lifetime may be due to that abortion, and, and they've struggled for years. Oftentimes, people um, tend to not come forward for this healing for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, but they've struggled for that many years. So we work through all of those issues, um, you know, working them to, to dig deep and work on the issues, and we um, talk scripture and prayer and how God, you know, is there for them and His grace and mercy. And Tanya, if you want to um, talk a little bit about your own experience. Yeah. Um, like I had said, you know, I, I ruined marriages. I am going through my second divorce right now. I tend to push people away. I I have dealt with weight issues my whole life. But after going through the class and now helping other people, I also have went on a mission trip and I, I am trying to get prostitutes to leave a brothel and, and turn to God also, because I believe they're forced into it, you you realize that you need to help other women in whatever you can, whatever, for me, that is my calling. And um, for me, with my abortion, probably the hardest thing was is just admitting it, admitting the, the weight of people finding out that I had had an abortion was huge. Sure. Every, every time I went to the doctor and they would say, how many pregnancies, how many live births? I lied every single time. 
I still to this day, because now, of course, I don't have to go to an OB, but I never, ever admitted that I had an abortion. Never admitted to that pregnancy. Yeah, Tanya, I, I can imagine there's a sense of shame. Shelly and Tanya, we have to take a break. We'll come back. And what I, I want to hear more about, and I think, Shelly, you gave it, just you briefly hit on it, the Discover Peace series, because this ties into exactly what we're talking about. So uh, we'll be back with Shelly and Tanya right after the break. Stick with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. My name is Father Gabriel Wauero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sick bed, whether they are grieving a loved one or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience, That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Mark Holcraft in studio with Shelly and Tanya joining us uh, via phone. We're talking about the great ministry of healing, post-abortive healing. Um, this is fresh on uh, the conscience of our country as well as uh, within a church, we just uh, surpassed our 48th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, January 22nd, 1973. And in that time, uh, many of our listeners know this already, but over 61 million lives lost to abortion in the U.S. alone. Um, <clears throat> so, and yet, while so many lives, what remains powerful is the gift of each life. You know, it's not just a number. Um, but it's a soul, and every soul, and every soul deserves that healing, and that opportunity for healing. 
And this is, uh, there's so many avenues for healing. Um, Shelly and Tanya have shared first the importance of just coming to grips with the reality that the choice was made, right? That the, uh, you had an abortion for, for those who've had an abortion. Um, but what are those avenues of healing? We talked um, a little bit about that with Shelly and Tanya, but what we didn't hit on is the sacrament of healing of reconciliation. And I, so for those who are Catholic, um, to be invited into that, that place of forgiveness um, and this a whole new effort of, of healing. Well, what about, does that mean if you're not Catholic, you can't go to confession? Well, if you're not Catholic, um, but you do desire to maybe speak to a priest or experience uh, just the beginning process, and whether you're Catholic, yeah, you can go to confession. If you're not Catholic, well, you can't necessarily receive uh, the sacrament, but you can still go to a priest and just approach the priest and say, I'm not Catholic, but I believe this is maybe where I need to start as far as uh, the healing process. And just to share with the priest, most priests that I know, okay, every priest that I know does understand they've been in that situation where a non-Catholic comes in and they just so gently walk you through uh, the whole experience of, okay, well, while they can't give you absolution, if you will, uh, they can certainly be a part of that healing process. Uh, Shelly, could you say a little bit more about that? Yep, and something that you said about, you know, the the child, the baby who is aborted, you know, that, you know, their soul, but the soul of the, the parent, the mom, the dad, is also affected because they struggle with that decision for so long. So not only is the baby's life affected, but the parent's life is affected as well for probably forever until that healing can come um, into their lives. God can come into their lives and hopefully um, people can find something like Discover Peace, the post-abortion help and healing. So, you know, if someone is willing to talk about their abortion, that's oftentimes the hardest thing because it's such a secret. They hold it inside. They don't want to talk about it because of that shame and guilt. So for someone, if someone's willing and wanting to talk to you about their abortion, the best way to support them is just to listen with a kind and loving, non-judgmental heart, and and then just listen. And then, you know, offer them, you know, talk to your priest or pastor, confession. And then if you um, know about Discover Peace or a class like Discover Peace, then um, offer that to them that can lead them onto their journey of healing. Absolutely, Shelly, thanks. You know, and when we, right before we left for break, Tanya was actually talking about that a little bit. She was talking about um, just the shame that comes with it. And you, you just, you don't mm-hmm. want to admit it. Even when it comes to, you take some of these tests, you go to see the doctor and they ask them some typical questions you get asked and just not being honest with that because of keeping it hidden, keeping it in. And, uh, Tanya, did you want to offer any closure, just closure to some of those thoughts you were sharing just before the break? You know, since going through the class, I am able to talk about my abortion and not have the shame that I had before. Not that I'm proud of what I did, but that I know I have God's grace and that He has forgiven me. And I believe now that it is what I can do to help people get their 
grace and their forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's now my calling to help others, and I don't want them to suffer as long as I have suffered. Yeah. Tanya, you make a great point, and it's just, it's an interesting thing. I want to jump on this for a brief moment, and then we'll I'd like to hear more about the Virtual Discover Peace series. Um, but Tanya, you make a great point. It's not that you're proud of it. It's for those, who, whether they've had an abortion, and all of a sudden they're able to talk about it, or for those who ultimately a pre-conversion, you know, their pre-conversion experience, maybe the way they were living, whatever it was, and then all of a sudden they're at a place they could talk about it. It's not that we're proud of it. As much as what you are proud of is experiencing God's mercy just wash over you and the immense grace and to live in that life of grace, to live in that moment of freedom. Um, that's what we're proud of and it's renewing, you know, it's life-giving. Uh, and of course, this is really what Discover Peace is about and post Board of Healing Shelly, could you share more about what the Discover Peace series is? Sure. So it's a six-week virtual faith-based post-abortion class. Uh, for anyone who has suffered from making the decision of abortion, uh, we offer the classes, like I said, for men or women. And we do offer separate classes for the men and women, um, so just for comfort levels. Um, it does take work on the post-abortive person's part. They have to be ready to accept that abortion happened and be ready to start working on the negative effects that resulted from that abortion. So um, when I say it, it takes work, they will be going back to a time in their life that they aren't proud of, um, and that holds a lot of shame and guilt that we talked about. They will, they will have to relive those memories and work through those issues that have arised from that decision. Um, I'd like to add that for healing to take place, people need to have the emotional space in their hearts and heads so that healing can take place. So if someone is going through extreme depression or stressful family issues, optimal healing might not be as attainable. So sometimes I suggest that some of those issues be resolved before um, seeking help from a post-abortive recovery class. But um, during the Discover Peace class, we touch on various topics, um, like their goals and what they'd like to get out of the class. Um, we talk about their fears, anger, grief, guilt, and also God's grace, mercy, and peace. So we um, also hold this class in person. Um, we're trying to offer this class three times a year, fall, winter, and spring. Um, this one will be virtual starting um, February 8th. Okay, so it starts in two weeks. Two weeks yes. from today. Uh, Correct. And, and one of the things I, I, it stood out to me anyway as you were talking, Shelly, is that you, it sounds like if I understood right, you separate the men and the women uh, in this process. And I, if I understood that, I, I just want to give kudos to that because the reality is, is men and women process things differently. <laughs> Any married couple they can tell do. you this, right? <laughs> uh, they process things differently. You know, there's, you know, whether it's just um, literally, the, the, the chemicals and hormones going through the body and the brain, uh, you know, I joke with my wife sometimes how women, it, this is, you know, a generalization, but, but not inaccurate. Women can process a lot more than a guy can at one time. And just that ability, that ability to, to multifunction, multitask, you know, and that's, that's on a lighter note, but it points to that deeper reality of how men and women really respond differently and they process things differently. Oh my gosh, they process things differently. And so I just, kudos to that, to, 
You know, in my experience in ministry, with certain aspects of when you're ministering to men and women, it's just more effective uh, mm-hmm. to remove them from each other and to give them the space. And you talked about that, giving them uh, the space to to heal and to process. Um, even though I would imagine it's a six-week uh, class, um, there's going to be further... Can you say, what, what do you do after that six weeks? What kind of resources or sources do you provide for these men and women after that six weeks? Sure. So it does... It's a process. So this is the beginning process, and I always make myself available to them um, throughout the year. They can contact me anytime. And actually, within the group, there becomes they become friends. They it's they have that connection. Yeah, with each community. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to witness. Actually, you know the healing that happens and the friendships that develops. And but the Coral Clinic were there for people after they take the class. And like I said, oftentimes, like Tanya, they want to help after they've gone through the class. So it's a wonderful. God is wonderful. <laughs> God is good, as they say, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Shelly, yeah. w- for those interested, uh, how can they contact you or how can they sign up for this? Is there a website? Is there a phone number? Yep. So pre-registration is required. They can go to our Dakota Hope Facebook page. They can call Dakota Hope Clinic at 701-852-4675. Or they can email me directly at Shelly at dakotahope.org. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we have to get ready for a break here. But Shelly and Tanya, just many thanks to the gift of you two and the gift of the ministry that you're providing uh, for these men and women, a post-abortive men and women. Up next, Christ is winning hearts of college students to build them in the faith and send them to the world. Who is Christ using? Up next, please stick around. 